Hello, and welcome to Marriage Unchained, the art of one flesh, where saving marriages, saving families, and saving souls is the flavor of the day. Now, let's join our host and author of Marriage Unchained, Catholic Alpha Radical, Jerry Jacobs, Jr. Hello, and welcome to Catholic Alpha Radical Live, the podcast that helps you fix your Catholic marriage, while also giving you winning tactics for marriage problems, girlfriend problems, and intimacy problems for men. But moreover, with my main mission is to keep you out of divorce court and with marriage and change the art of one flesh divorce come back coaching is the flavor of the day while also helping men understand marriage and courting huh not dating in the catholic faith why because dating is for sex and courting is for marriage in this 198th episode reasons why your wife has shut down and stopped talking plus live phone calls from you answering your marriage and crisis questions. So get in that queue for some resolution to your marriage confusion. And as always, if throughout the show you are getting value and would like to indirectly help other men and women in their marriages, because we are in a serious crisis, then please share the show. Now, quote of the day. Quote, If God gives you an abundant harvest of trials, it is a sign of great holiness, which he desires you to attain. Do you want to become a great saint? Ask God to send you many sufferings. The flame of divine love never rises higher than when fed with the wood of the cross, which the infinite charity of the Savior used to finish his sacrifice. All the pleasures of the world are nothing compared with sweetness found in the gall and vinegar offered to Jesus Christ. That is hard and painful things endured for Jesus Christ and with Jesus Christ. End quote. St. Ignatius of Leola. I've helped hundreds of men in their marriages. Allow me to help you in yours. Get live Catholic marriage help Tuesday through Thursday, 10 a.m. Eastern for some resolution to your marriage confused. So today we are all called to be saints. That is why that quote is so profound. We don't realize that God has a place for us in heaven. Our souls were not just created by random, which is another proof with the existence of God in heaven. We are not here to just mill around and be in this life. Our goals, our primary goals are God, our wife, our children, ourselves. Um, and if we if we don't understand that, then we will never start going towards God in the way that we will um, work. So my bandwidth is down. Makes no sense. Anyway, I know you can hear me. Um, so. It's very cold. Another thing, guys, it's very cold here in Indianapolis, man. And I don't start link when it starts all this crazy weather and stuff, then that's what happens. But hey, I'm gonna keep talking. I'm gonna freeze, but please hang with me and know that I'm that I'm not gonna abandon you. I'm gonna try my best. Okay. But as we were saying, that it's important that we understand we will never understand Christ, Catholicism, Christianity, and his church until we understand and embrace his suffering. The more suffering Christ allows, the more holiness he expects you to attain. Many people don't really understand suffering, what it's for, why it happens. And the main thing you hear is, and this really gets on my nerves, because if when you when somebody asks this question, it really irritates me. If there was a God, why does he allow so much 
uh, evil and uh, suffering in the world. Man, just get on. Today, there's, okay, maybe back in the 1700s or like in the year, like the year of our Lord, 33 AD or something. <laughs> People could ask that question. But today, there's a thing called Google search, Microsoft, uh, Bing search, and all kind of stuff. If you just get on there and you want to know the reason for suffering, all you've got to do is research it and put Catholicism, put the Catholic Church before it. Just don't put Christianity because you have too many sects of Christianity that don't be really believe in the Bible. They don't believe in the Ten Commandments. They really don't believe. This is how you know somebody doesn't believe in the Bible or believe in what God's saying. Well, abortion is okay. Homosexuality is okay. Um, what's another one? Uh, uh, contraception is okay. Um, when you go vote, you vote with your, you vote with your, with how you want to vote instead of the, what's best for everybody, you, you, you know, that kind of stuff, you know, that's how, you know, people really, their, their Christianity division doesn't really, um, they don't really want to do God's will. They just want to do their will as long they're with God, as long as God lets them do what they want to do. So when you research stuff, you always put Catholic, Catholic, the Catholic Church before it. If you want to know anything about the faith, about the real world and how the universe really works, and you want the truth because the teachings of the church have not changed in over 2,000 years since Christ came into it, and it will never change. Why? Because God does not change. If, if, if a person thinks that God can change, that's heresy. God cannot change because he is outside of time. He is all knowing and he knows he can see he's, he can see everything from all that that has happened, all that is happening and all that will happen. OK, and if you look at how the world is, this is completely true. This is why the more suffering Christ allows, the more holiness he expects for you to attain. Of course, suffering hurts. Of course, suffering's a bad thing. It doesn't feel good. And when you hear me say and other priests say embrace the suffering, it doesn't really mean, oh, this feels so good. I'm a, it just means accept that it's God's will and know that this is this is binding your soul to our Lord. This is making you stronger as a person. This is making your 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 faith stronger, because when do you ever learn anything when you and everything goes well? OK. If you ever want to know what suffering's about and what you and how you're supposed to handle it and your mission, look on the cross. That's why Catholics carry crucifixes everywhere to remind us that our faith is about suffering and sainthood. It's not about emotions and jumping around and hooping and hollering for three hours every Sunday. That is not the faith. That's Easter. Okay. Greatness is your goal, not mediocrity. That's another thing. If you are a Christian of any sect, of any of any denomination, which really the Catholic Church is not a denomination, every everyone after the Catholic Church is a denomination. The Catholic Church is the church. And then everything after that, Methodists, Baptists, Jehovah's Witness, Mormons, uh, non-denominationals, those are denominations, which means what? Denominations from the church, from the Catholic church. That means they have split off, okay? So if you truly want to become great in your family, then instead of, instead of mediocrity, then you must embrace suffering, embrace God's will for you, embrace your knowledge of God, because knowledge of God brings you on fire for God, and then you take that to your family, and then now you're rocking and rolling, okay? And that is that quote, man. That's why that's so profound. And I want you guys to really try to understand as we go through these things today about why your wife has stopped talking, why she isn't communicating, why she shut down on you, okay? Now, on to today's info. On to today's info. So, uh, my radical rant of the day is understanding the reasons our wives will shut down on us and stop talking. So what is the first question today is what is safe to talk and why is it important? So safe to talk basically means what have I done as a husband to make my wife feel 
she can't be upfront and honest about her true thoughts and feelings. Okay. That is what that means. That means basically you're, you're like unapproachable and your wife has just said, screw it. I'm shutting down. I, I'm, you're not, you know, you're not going to, you're not hearing me anyway. So I'm just going to let it go. Okay. Uh, that's the general thing. What does it mean when a wife stops talking or shuts down? It means, so the question is like, why did she stop talking? Why does she shut down? Why is it easy? She's sharing her, her soul with me anymore. Right. Which is what it really basically comes down to. Like, why is it my wife? sharing her soul with me anymore, sharing what's in her heart with me anymore. Because when you was dating after the first three or four months, man, she couldn't wait to talk to you. She couldn't wait to see you. She couldn't wait to interact with you. She couldn't wait to go spend time with you. She couldn't wait to go to dinner with you. She couldn't wait to hold your hand and kiss you and hug you and hold you and, and cuddle with you and neck with you. You know how we used to do, how you do, they used to do on uh, the, uh, what was that show? Happy Days with the Fonz and Richie Cunningham. Some of y'all probably a lot too young on when you remember that show. <laughs> but the Fonz is one of the coolest, the coolest dudes ever, along with Cat Kirk. <laughs> yeah, baby. That's right. I said it. <laughs> um, so what does it mean when a wife stops talking or shuts down? What it means is you gotta realize that it means she's hurt deeply. It means that it means she no longer trusts her husband. It means she is trying to figure out how to make the pain stop. This is why I try my best to get men to look at the relationship of marriage, or if you're so-called dating a woman, look at the relationship from your point of view as well as her point of view. And one of the questions I always, always ask a man is, if you were your wife, would you marry you today? Would you marry you again today? If you asked her to marry you again, would she say yes? Or would you marry you? Would you marry you if you were her? You got to ask yourself that. You got to be upfront with yourself. Okay. Um, so when it says she's trying to figure out how to make the pain stop, that's what women are about. I'm emotional. Listen, it's hurting. I, I don't know how to get this to stop. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to do it. What guys mostly do is when we're feeling pain stuff, we just kind of go occupy ourselves. You know, we go, what go to work and do our job and do things like that. And women do too, but it's, it's a lot harder on them. All right. And the last thing is she's, her happiness is now becoming paramount. When she gets hurt, stops talking, shutting down. She's thinking about herself and you wonder why don't she tell me? Well, she doesn't tell me because of one thing you ain't going to two things. You're not going to listen and he's not going to change anyway. That's her thing. Okay. So how do husbands get to this point in the first place? We begin to believe that we can address and treat our wife any old kind of way. And that is, that is the first, that is one of the first things that leads us to damnation in our marriage, that we just believe we can treat our wife any old way. We just get too darn comfortable, don't we? We say anything, we do anything, we, you know, scratch our butt in front of her. <laughs> we burp in front of her, don't say excuse me. <laughs> we fart in the bed. <laughs> you know, we, we just, you know, then we treat her just like any old kind of way, like she's really nothing special. She's just a person there. And many of us think that we don't do that, man, but we do. We do. And this is on this starts. This is what starts it. We get too darn comfortable. We forget how fragile our wives are when it comes to us and their love for us. We really forget that our wives are really attached to us and it hurts them. Any, any negative connotation and experience with us hurts them deeply. Remember, women are emotional. That's a really great thing. Why? Because that's how they're made to nurture the children, to bond with the children and to bond and nurture you, their husband. Okay. So neglect of her as our wife and what she needs to feel important to us. That's kind of how we get there in the first place. We neglect her and then we forget what she needs to feel important to us. Our wives want to feel important to us, like they're their priority in our lives. And when we don't make them feel like that, what happens? They start to what? They start to think, well, maybe he just doesn't care about me like he says he does, or it's a 
used to that's how he used to treat me now how does he treat me it's like what no jenna jackson song what have you done for me lately kind of thing um and so if you if 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 men the, one of the things that feminism has done to us to everybody is it, it not only has changed women it has changed men too feminism of the we are women hear me roar we are all powerful we are god we we deserve everything. We deserve to be happy. You know, don't hold the door open for me. Don't show me any, don't show me any, treat me like a man. Don't make me feel special. Feminism has ruined women and it has ruined men too. Cause men are like this. Well, if she wants, that's how she won't. I just that's how I do her. You know? Um, and then men were hard-headed, so we try to fight her on it. And she keeps fighting us back. And so eventually we just give in and say, okay, that's how you want to be treated. I'll treat you like that. Then the husband treats you like that, or the boyfriend treats you like that. Then she gets all mad. Then she gets all mad. Like, I'm not special no more. So you can't have it both ways, so-called feminist woman. You can't have it both ways. And, but that's what they try to do, right? They try to have kids, career. They try to have God. They try to have their husband. Um, they try to eat their cake and eat it too. Treat me like this right now, then treat me like this tomorrow. But guys, we're we're simple. We we're single focused. We can't be doing all this changing. I'm gonna treat you like this, or I'm gonna treat you like that. You don't. You can't have no two ways because then you get mad when guys forget. Like these people that say, like you say, "Hey, Miss Johnson, um, I'm here to see so and so. I'm not Miss. I'm Miss." And you go. Okay, I'm talking to an idiot. <laughs> I'll just whatever, man. <laughs> okay. Can I just see Mr. Jones? <laughs> you know, just just silly stuff. And if you want men to respect you as a woman, you gotta act like a woman. You know, and I'm sorry, I'm not saying women shouldn't work because I understand that if things are the way they are, but I'm telling you it don't work. It don't work. Listen, I'm a realist, I'm a common sense person. And I don't need a study to tell me that women are miserable, that women, they don't take care of their husbands. They don't take care of their kids properly. I can see it. For, and then 80% of women file for divorce. I mean, of the women that are married, 80% of them file for divorce. The, one of the divorces that are filed is 80% of them are women. I mean, it doesn't take, it doesn't take a research study to know, to know all this stuff. Just talk to any man that's married. He'll tell you. He ain't going to tell your friend his wife, but he'll tell you, you know, and, and, and ask any man who's a masculine man, even to ask the wusses, just ask them when they ain't, when ain't no women around, ask them. They tell you, man, women crazy, man. You can't tell, you can't tell them nothing. You can't talk to them. You can't do nothing. I have, they'll tell you, man, a, a real man tell you, man, I have nobody to marry. I got sons like that right now. Two, I got two of the most <laughs> gentlemanly dudes, respectful men that have, they've been raised a certain way. But the problem when you raise them a certain way, then they become like, okay, I don't want, she might be pretty, but man, I don't want to touch. As soon as she opens her mouth, it's over. That's another thing. Women, you got to learn how to be a lady. Don't open your mouth if you're going to sound stupid. Because... <laughs> Smart men, they're going to be like, oh, I'm going to get away from them. I'm going to get away from you. I don't want none of you got to say. Men who understand how to pick a woman are not going to pick just any woman, no matter how pretty she is or how unattractive she is, how fat she is or how skinny she is. Now, they'll use you, sleep with you, and then leave you. Of course, they'll do that. They ain't going to marry you. Just look at it. The prettiest women of all these famous stars and stuff. You know, the prettiest women that these, these guys are dating these women. Why ain't they marrying them? If these women are so great, why ain't they marrying them? They got money. They're beautiful. At least on the outside, they they got so-called everything that a woman is supposed to have. Why isn't he marrying her? You know, it makes no sense. So this is what I'm trying to get everybody to understand. I understand, fellas, ladies. I'm sorry. What should I say? I understand, fellas, that it's not just you. It's also women, too. But I tell you, as a man, and you are you are you are dating a girl or courting a girl, 
or you're married to a girl, you you got to understand that leadership starts and ends with you. This is why I talk to you. I'll talk to women on this podcast. You know why? Because they can't change nothing. Women can't change nothing. They can't. And when they do try and change it, it turns out like the United States right now. Woo, isn't this great? Woo, we got $10 tomatoes in the store. Isn't this great? Isn't this great, everybody? Women run things and, you know, we got 80%, uh, 50, 60% divorce. <laughs> but all the churches are crapped out. <laughs> Ain't no men in the churches, just women. <laughs> isn't this great, everybody? This is awesome, isn't it? You know, I don't talk to women because women can't change nothing. Now, the one power that women do have that they don't use enough anymore is they keep their legs closed. That's how you have power, women. That's how you do it. Us guys ain't going to, ain't nobody going to tell you that but me, but that's how you do it. You keep your legs closed. He'll marry you in six months to a year, or at least you'll have a wedding date. Ask the guys, they'll tell you, or he'll leave, or he'll leave. Isn't that that's even better? You won't have sex with him, and he leaves, and you go start. Oh, he left me. No, you should be glad that fool left because he didn't want you. He just wants your body. He didn't want you. If a guy can't hang out until you're married, or at least for a reason, I'm knowing today's society, so I'm not going to go extreme, but at least for a reasonable amount of time, like ninety days. Six months, maybe. I don't know. If he can't hold out for that that little bit of time, he ain't the man for you. He just wants to use you. All guys know that. We know it, but we ain't going to tell you. <laughs> All right? So let's get moving. Uh, and so we are done with that. After the break, I hope that that gets us warmed up. After the uh, after the break, we will come back and begin. the fr- And we'll do the first four today. And we will do the next four tomorrow. All right? Because Thursday, I got something special for you. Bam! If you're getting value from this podcast and would like more personal marriage help, visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an opportunity to work with me personally for free. Yes, within 30 days, learn how to become a better husband that attracts your wife back to you. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com and get a plan tailored specific to your marriage and situation. I've helped hundreds of men in their marriages. Allow me the chance to help you using my personal and gained experience. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for superior coaching for your marriage. Again, SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com. That's SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com to become the man God created you to be and the husband your wife needs. Lastly, I always get the question, why don't you help women? And I always answer them, I do. So for all of you beloved wives out there that want to reignite that feeling of emotional closeness and complete love from your hubby, consider marriage coaching and visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an improved marriage within 30 days. Hey, 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 we are back. So, okay. All right, fellas, let's rock this for this first show of the week. I hope it's not too boring for you guys. I hope you can learn learn a little bit, and I hope I can help you because, as always, you help me just as much as I help you. So, the top seven reasons wives shut down and stop speaking to us. We're going to do four today, and it's really because there's a bonus. So, and then we'll do four tomorrow, okay? So, number one. Number one reason that she shuts down is I ignore what she's saying as hogwash or not important or has no validity. That is, I, I can't tell you how many, how many, how bad that is, fellas. A lot, I, I, you know, I see people, one of the things that happens today is we allow jerks to continue to be jerks. Like, you're, Look at it like this. But if they if you saw one of your church members in a car and they had a flat tire, they'd expect they would expect you to stop and help them. Well, I know you're from church. Now you don't even talk to me in church. You can't you can't look at me and say, hey, how you doing or anything or not or nothing. You know, 
that's one of the things we we allow people to be jerks today. We allow people to be rude to us, be disrespectful. We don't say nothing, you know, because you know why? We want to be jerks back too. We just, we have lost our class as a society. People don't see it. Like we are, con- each week, each month, each year, this country is getting worse because more and more there is no God. God is not within our society anymore. You know how hard you got to try? You know how hard you got to try to to even get a smidgen of our Lord in the society? Because everybody knows he ain't there. They don't, we have decided we don't want him there. Okay. And when we, so when we, how does this come back around to, to what I was saying about our marriage? When our wife, we get to this habit of when we first meet our wife, she's everything to us. But then once we get married, as the years go along, she might come in and we don't even look up at her. Honey, I got something to talk to you about. Okay, wait a minute. You know, heads down. Wait a minute. I'm doing something. I'll get with you in a minute. Right? Your kids come in, try to talk to you. Dad, hey, Dad, I got something to tell you. Okay, wait a minute. I'm busy right now. Come back. <laughs> you know? And it gets to a point where they just go, well, I ain't going to say nothing to him. And then your wife starts talking. I've heard, I've had guys look at, you know, their wife and just totally dismiss her like she's nothing. Like, why are you even talking to me? Like, why are you even addressing me? Like, that kind of attitude. I have dudes that won't even open the door for their wife. They walk through the door first. You ever seen guys like that at the store? They walk through the door, and they come to the door, and the, and the woman might stop a second, and he just, like, move her out the way and go through the door. <laughs> you know? And women, they get used to it. They just go, well, if that's how he's going to treat me, right? But it also goes back to, that's why I pre- I prefaced this with the feminism thing earlier. Okay. We can't ignore our wives. Anytime this, this is one of the things that goes to her importance to us. So if my wife, if your wife, not my wife, any wife, any of our wives come into the room, immediately we ought to be looking up, looking at her, looking at her eyes immediately, immediately, you know, because why? Listen, I can tell you sometimes, man, I'm working and my wife walks in and I'll go in my head. I go, but I go, you bet you gotta, you gotta cut that. You gotta cut it, look up, interact because if you can't do that for your wife, how does she know that you're important to her? And this is one of the reasons women start to shut down because they start to feel like, well, I'm not important to him anyway. What she is saying is not important enough in my mind to take it seriously, so I invalidate it or ignore it as not even worth my time thinking about it. Men think like me. A lot of men that are married think like that. Like, I don't really want to talk to you right now. I got other things to do. What do you want? That kind of thing. Have you ever heard? If you're seeing a guy say to his wife, you just want to smack him. What do you mean? You're asking your wife what you want. Man, that's how you talk to your kids, man. You don't talk to your woman like that. Then you get mad when she don't want to make love to you. <laughs> don't make no sense. I don't, I don't understand it. I don't understand it. <laughs> or, or he flats out ignores her, not looking at her or acknowledging her or just ignoring her by changing the subject. Okay? So that's number one. Number two, number two reason wives shut down on their husbands and stop talking to him. I yell at her or raise my voice. I can't tell you how important that one is. Okay, so why is that? Why is it when you yell at your wife or raise your voice, she gets upset? Okay, I because we think, well, she's arguing back with me. So we're in a debate. And that's that's not how it goes. When When a woman, you have a lot of women that are fiery or they have a lot of pride, right? Okay, you can call it whatever you want. But once they start to realize that, man, this guy's just going to treat me in all kind of way. He's going to talk to me in all kind of way. Then they start fighting back. So, I mean, so think about it, man. Just think about it, fellas. You that argue with your wives all the time. I argue with my wife. Matter of fact, I told her the other day, look, I'm not going to argue with you. (laughs) I'm not going to do it. 
because I know where it's going to go. Even if you win an argument, gentlemen, you lose with women. This is why I tell you don't argue with them. Make your statement, and that's really kind of like it. Let her make her statement. If it's still a problem, then we go, let's talk about this later, and let's, let's really solve this problem properly. Because arguing about things, it does not work. It does not work because even if you as a husband, you go, yep, see, I was right. She shut up. Yeah. Why did she shut up, though? Did she shut up because she's right? Or did she shut up because, look, he's, I'm talking to an idiot and he ain't going to listen anyway? Think about it. My wife is famous for that one. My wife, my, you know, matter of fact, I ain't, I ain't even ashamed to admit it. My wife taught me how to talk to women in, in the real world sense. <laughs> she did. Man, I argued with my first wife. I argued to the end. Me and my first wife stay up all night arguing. And I'd be like, because then I get to the point where I just want to have sex and go to bed. So I keep arguing. So I'd wear it down. So we'd have sex. I go sleep. I think that's messed up. Because <laughs> oh, one of the things my father taught me about marriage, he taught me is you never go to bed mad. So that's what I do. With my first wife, I just argue with her until she got wore down, until she stopped crying and she get tired. You know, and then I figure, you know, we ain't mad no more. But knowing what I know now is, of course, she was still mad. She just gave up on me because I was an idiot. And I wasn't listening. Right. And I didn't know what to say to my wife in the first place. So my wife now, my wife now, <laughs> she she's a very patient woman. So she just look at me and let me talk like y'all doing right now. <laughs> she let that let me talk. And then uh, she kind of got me to start to thinking about, well, like I'm asking you, is your wife being quiet because she agrees with you or is she being quiet because you're an idiot and you don't, you're not listening and you don't understand, you don't know nothing, she didn't give up. So that's kind of what I want you to take from that. We don't understand as men that when our wife is fighting back and arguing back, that's pain coming out. Because they don't want to sit there and argue with their husband because they love you and they're bonded to you. So if you have this misconception, oh, this is great, or yeah, I'm right. Well, do you want to be right or you want to keep your marriage together? That's what I ask. And I had to learn the same thing. I had to learn the same thing, man. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, when you raise your voice or you yell at your wife, all you're doing is, is, implementing on her serious, serious pain because she's, she is bonded to you through God and marriage, through children and through the marital embrace. These are strong, strong bonds. This is one of the reasons why I tell guys when your wife goes mess around on you, man, first of all, look in the mirror and ask yourself, why of a woman who just, who loves me more, who loved me more than anything in the world five years ago, can't stand my butt right now. Then you look, you, then you look at, then you you look evaluate yourself, and then you go, is she gonna, you know, if she go out and mess around, it's it's not gonna last. You gotta be, you can't be that man when she comes back. All right, so really understand that that things happen for a reason. Like that's why I read that quote today. Things happen for a reason. It's not bad luck. Suffering happens for a reason. It's so that you can grow and learn and grow close to God. When I say grow. I don't mean grow as a neurosurgeon or as an athlete. No, I mean grow as a man of a saint, potential saint moving towards God. So when you raise your voice to your wife, when you yell at her, just even if you just change your tone, women get deeply hurt because they start thinking, well, why is he treating me this way? They ain't going to say, honey, why are you hurting me so bad? They're not going to say that, man. It's not fair. It's not even cool, but it's the way they are. The reason they don't say it is because when they love you, they don't want you to leave. And if you bitch and nag, they women know if I bitch and nag him too much, he's going to get mad and go pack his stuff and he might not come back. That's when they still want the marriage to work and they still love you. Okay. How many times have you seen a, a, a woman who wants a divorce or separated? How many times have you seen her just lose it on her husband? Tell him everything he didn't did wrong for the last 30 years. <laughs> and then all of a sudden she tells him all the stuff he did wrong, how he hurt her, 
and all that stuff. Because now she's got confidence. She's got confidence because I don't care if the marriage works or not. You need to piss me off, and I don't even care no more. <laughs> okay. Um, I yell at her or raise my voice. Women, especially our wives, can't take us yelling or being disappointing in them. That is so true. Even being disappointed in your wife can make her can hurt her or make her like like not understand what's going on. Okay. This is how much power you have as a man in your own home. And a lot of guys take advantage of that, but a lot of men, if they really understood the pain that they were causing their wife, they would never yell at them. They would never argue with them. They would never blame them for nothing. They'd never criticize them because, man, not because she will not think you don't love her because of the pain we cause. I can and I can't express to you this as a man. Just try to understand. Did you marry your wife to hurt her? Did you? People think, well, I hit her. I never hit my wife. OK, well, I never hit my wife either. OK, so I'm this great guy now. I ain't never been to prison either. Am I this great guy? I never took drugs. Am I this great guy? Man, that's what you're supposed to do. I go to work every day. Am I this great guy? No, that's what you're supposed to do. That's what you're supposed to do. So with our wife, it's the same thing, man. We cannot, if, if we knew as a man how much we hurt her when we are disappointed, when we don't listen, when we don't acknowledge her, when we yell at her, when we call her names, when we blame her for stuff, man, all we're doing is building a wall and building a wall. And that wall gets thicker and wider and wider and wider. And then to one day, like right now, my hands are off the screen. And one day that's your marriage. It's off the screen. Okay. Women feel we are upset or they start thinking we don't love them. So this is another, this is what happens. They think when, this is why a lot of women don't like their husband upset with them. This is why, you don't like uh, your, your your wife upset with you because you don't want to lose those cookies. You don't want you don't want the marriage to start going down. I got to keep my wife happy so she won't be mad, want to leave, want to divorce me, and and she doesn't want to. She doesn't, you know. And a lot of times, men don't understand how to when it, on the opposite end. Like we forget that our wife married us for what she married us to be number one, to be special, to be feel special, you know, and. I would ask you every day, try to win your wife's heart, man. Do something that wins her heart. It ain't got to be something astronomical. It could be as something as little as, hey, it's five degrees out, five degrees below zero outside, and the wind chills 20 below, and the car needs warming up. So what do you, and, and your wife got to be at work at six o'clock in the morning. You ain't got to be at work till nine o'clock. So do you lay in the bed and just lay there, let your wife get up and let her go out there, start her car up. It's 20 degrees below zero. The car's cold. She's cold. The wind's blowing. Or do you win her heart? Do you get up at 530? You go out there, put your clothes on, put your boots on, put your coat on, put your earmuffs on and your hat. You go out there and you start the car, let the car warm up. You come back in the house and go back to bed or whatever you have to do. And when your wife wakes up, the car's warm. All she got to do is walk out there and get in it. I'm not saying do that or not do that. What I'm saying, that's just an example. What I'm asking you is, you know, win your wife's heart. Build those cookies up. Let her know you care. It's the little things they look at, man. It's not this buying me a new house or buy me this great ring. Or, of course, she likes that too. But those things go away. It's the little things that that you do that show her, wow, this he really does love me. He really does care. And not arguing is one of those things. Okay. So number three. Oh, I'm sorry. I forgot this part of number two, okay? So I yell at her or raise my voice. Also, as their husbands, we are un we are able to hurt them very deeply. This is a great power that we must be very careful with. I forgot to mention that. Like, knowing now that you have this kind of power over your wife, and, and 
it's the same as you have the same power over your kids, but it's a different thing. And maybe we might, we might do a show on that one day, but now that you know the power you have over your wife, try to understand her point of view, man. And that's really all I'm trying today. That's really all I'm trying to get you to do. It's just like, try to understand your wife's point of view in all of this. Then it's hard to be mad at her because the question comes up. The question comes up. If you were your wife, would you marry you again? Right today, would you do that? And if the answer is no, even you know that stuff that stuff ain't right. Even you know it. Okay? Number three, two more, and we're done for the day. Two more. Number three, I belittle her. Oh, oh, that's a tough one. I listen to her, but I make her feel insignificant for even thinking or saying something so dumb or stupid. <laughs> Many times we don't mean to do this on purpose, but it can happen easily if we aren't thinking about what we are doing and it can become a habit. The way, you know, the thing about us men is, of course, we don't mean to hurt our wife, ladies. We don't. We really don't. We don't really we don't even realize some things of what we're doing, but we're grouchy. You know, we work in 12 hours a day. We got the pressures of taking care of our family. We got the pressure of bringing money home. Women think, well, I'm out here making all this money. Women, you don't understand. That is not, this is why stay at home dads. They really, they really don't feel like real men. They really don't because men have this inherently thing to go out and kill something, right? We go out, kill that deer and we cook it and we, no, we bring it, we bring it home for our wife to prepare it. Right. So this is how we would feel like men, like we're doing something, we're taking care of our family, and that's a lot of pressure. It doesn't matter what kind of money our wife is making. In order for us to feel like men, we have to feel like we're doing something too. This is why a good wife will tell you to get your ass out there. I'm going to sit right here, I'm going to raise these kids, and I'm going to take care of this house, I'm going to be what God wants me to be. So that means you got to go out and do what you got to do. I don't care if you got to get three, four jobs. That's a real woman right there. That's a real woman right there. A lot of, I, I hear men all the time say, man, she won't get no job. She ain't get no job because it ain't her job to get a job. Show job. Show job to get a job. We got four or five kids at home, even one kid at home. Your wife's job in the eyes of God in this universe and in society, even though the society is confused, is to make sure that those kids are taught the faith, they understand God, they love their mother, they and, I, and their mother sends the kids and draws the kids to the daddy. The daddy takes everybody to God. That's how it works. So a mom ain't got time to go out there working 8, 10, 12 hours a day with all the kids in the house. Now, a lot of people are agree with me with that, but I'm going to tell you like I told you at the beginning of the show. Is it working? Is the way we've been doing this country for the last hundred years with feminism and stuff, is that working? Look at our kids, man. Look at our kids. And then you hear people say, well, I turned out okay. No, you didn't. You didn't turn out okay. We are doing the same thing our fathers did and our mothers did because we can't help it. You know how much, you know how much it takes, how much willpower it takes to break the chain of what your parents did and taught and all of that stuff. That's why it's called the sins of the father, because we all know we were, you grew up with somebody for 20 years, 18 years. Oh my God. <laughs> like me right now. I'll, to me, I look just like my father looked. <laughs> I do. I look at myself every day and go, man, I looked and I sound like him too. <laughs> I, I love my father with all my heart. He just died a couple years ago. Anyway, man, I to me, I look like my, and then my wife will say, well, see, I used to look like my uncle, my father's brother. See, my father was dark-skinned, and um, my uncle is my, was, was, my, was my color, right? And I to me, I did look like my uncle for a while. But like when I hit my 50s, man, I look like my father. I don't care. Nobody, I just feel like I do. My wife goes, ah, and my mother too. You know, ah, and ah, you look like your uncle Jeffrey. You know, <laughs> but I love both of them, and I respected both of them. My uncle, 
He's the one my uncle had schizophrenia his entire life. He was on medication his entire life. One of the funniest men I've ever met in my life. Now, y'all think Richard Pryor's funny, and Richard Pryor is probably the funniest man ever lived, but my uncle has to be a close second or third or fourth. <laughs> anyway, so number three is I belittle her, which means I listen to her, but I make her feel insignificant or stupid. Many times we don't really realize what we're doing. And and and, and like I said, men don't want to be mean to our husband in the habit of treating them any kind of way. That's why when you're a woman and the first time your husband disrespects you, you call his butt out right now. Hey, 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 don't, don't you talk to me like that. I'm your wife. And he will straighten up. He will. If you as a woman don't correct him and nip it in the bud right now, then he go, he'll go, when well, next time he gets mad or frustrated, what's he going to do? He gonna, he's going to disrespect you again. Just like gentlemen, your wife. If your wife disrespects you, because in, uh, because we all know that women aren't called to love their husbands, they're called to respect him. First time your wife disrespects you, hey, hey, whoa, wait a minute. I'm your husband. Please don't talk to me like that ever. Right? Kids are saying, kids, it's triple true. It's triple true. You never, ever take disrespect in your home, especially from a child who don't know nothing and can't even wipe his butt right yet. You say, hey, now that's number one. That's, that's, that's your first chance. The next chance, I'm going to tap that butt, right? You never take disrespect from a child in your home, any kind of way whatsoever. And even more important than that, as a man, as a husband, you never, ever allow your boys to disrespect their mother to even think about saying something cross, to even whine with your to their mother, never, ever, ever. You never allow a boy to get in the habit of whining to his mama. That's very disrespectful. She told him to do something, and you don't sit there and let some whine because he, if, he's, if he's a whiny kid, he's going to be a whiny adult, which when you're whiny, which means what? We are selfish. So when he gets married, he's going to be selfish. His wife's going to divorce him. And if he's got any kids, they're going to get away from him too. People don't realize the effect that we have on our children. And if we don't correct them now and get them on the right track now, they're going to grow up and be crappy citizens. I know today we don't care about being a good citizen, but I do. And many people do. I can't tell you how many times growing up, all five of my kids, you can say whatever you want to about Jerry and Mary Jacobs. But I'm going to tell you about something. When those kids go out in society, they are respectful to everybody. And it always comes back home. Every time we would, my kids would be at school or something, or they'd be out at an event or something, we'd see one of our friends or their teacher, or we'll see whoever. Doesn't even matter. A church member. You know, your boys and your girls, they're just so respectful. They say, yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. They do what they're supposed to do. They do it with a great attitude. People want to be around people like that. And if we, you know, my wife used to say, she is, my wife would say, you know, people would tell her, my wife, oh, your kids are just so mannerful and, and respectful. And my wife has this joke that's been going on for 20 years. She'll go. Well, it's easy when you have no choice because, <laughs> you know, if my wife or a teacher come back telling me that my boys, especially my boys, I have to worry about Lauren. She's not. She's a lot like her mama. She ain't trying to cause no disrespectful problems. But boys, I don't care what kind of boys you got. If you don't ring them man, you're going to be run up to that school every single day. How many of us know boys will have you up to that school every single day? <laughs> <laughs> so that's being said so that's that's where you go listen to your wife don't belittle her don't call her names she's important listen to what she's saying okay and the last one for the day is i lecture her not even kids like being lectured to but they are kids and basically nothing uh know nothing so they must listen but lecturing to an adult or our wives especially when they didn't sign up for it is kind of demeaning and we must get used to talking to them instead of at them. And I'm sure many wives do the same thing. Like, let's just talk about this podcast. I try my best not to lecture that. That's why I ask a lot of questions. I know it's, it's really, I know this is a two-way 
viewership and two way, but I can't hear you. But I think about you, right? So when I'm thinking about you, I'm thinking like ask them questions to get them to contemplate of the things that you're trying to bring to light, right? And I try to tell stories when I can when I can think of them, and I try to um, not lecture you, but bring you in to like, man, think about this, man. Like I try to stay away from so many statements, but of course, on a podcast, it's kind of hard, especially when you have a teaching podcast. But still, you know, you want to when you talk to people, especially adults. You want to kids too, kids too, but I talk to mostly adults. Is that I always ask them, like, what do you think? Every guy that I ever coached in all these years, every time I talk and make a statement and ask questions, I ask them, hey, man, what do you think? Because it's just not what I think, it's what you think too. This is a two way thing. And so, how does that work in marriage? It works great in marriage. First of all, when you ask your wife, even if you're going to lecture your wife, okay, that's a bad thing. But if at the end of the that uh, end of that, like telling her blah 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 blah, you go well, well, sweetheart, what do you think? All of a sudden, you didn't lecture me no more. All of a sudden, you're asking my opinion. You care about what I think. You're not this selfish jerk. Does that make sense? Questions are so so powerful, you know. And when you're talking to your wife, and and I know I have we listen to so ladies, if you're talking to your husband, and you feel you got to tell him something, you always you know, come on the back end and ask them, well, what do you think? You know, what do you think about what I said? And then eventually your wife will start to loosen up and go, well, he cares what I think because that's why women shut down because they go, well, if he don't care what I think, then he don't care about me. Right. I mean, come on, man. Think about that. You're, you're a guy, you listen right now, right? You, you know, you're talking to your boss I always have a boss, right? Even I got a boss. My clients are my boss, right? I, You know, if you got the kind of job I got, I'm my own boss, but my clients are really my boss, right? So, but let's say you, you work, you're a, uh, you're an accountant and you had a supervisor, right? And you try to talk to your supervisor and they ain't listening to you. I want to hear what you got to say. Just do what I said. Oh yeah, really? So what does that mean? That means he don't care about you. He don't care about what you think. He don't care about nothing. Care about you as a person. And so how long are you going to work for somebody like that? Me, I'm not going to work for him for long. Some people will. But also, you look at the suffering, you know. But women are like that. You, you, We've got to be careful. They get hurt really easy when it comes to us. Now, everybody else, they don't really care like that. But when it comes to their husband, they it really affects them. So... Again, the power you have as a man, it's very, very important that you acknowledge that and think about that all the time. The way you talk to her means a lot to her, believe it or not. If you talk lovingly and caring, that goes a long way. If you look her in the eye when you talk to her, if you listen to what she says, even if you don't think it's right, you still listen. And then, you know, if you clarify by asking a question and then you ask, is it okay? Is it okay if I give my opinion now? Right. You. You work with your wife. You know, I was on a podcast. What show was I on? Oh, oh, BJ Edwards show, a uh, Saturday morning. I was on BJ Edwards show Saturday morning. You know, he's a Christian, a political kind of dude. And um, we're talking about this new film out called uh, We the Parents. And so we the, it talks about how when people get divorced and people get divorced, and then they go to the court thinking they're going to get the kid. Well, they they assign one parent as the kid and the other parent gets dogged out. How many people have seen that? And so that's kind of the gist of the movie. And so I liked the movie. Me and my wife thought it was good. And I told them that because the, produ- the people who produced the movie were on the show. And um, man, uh, but I said, you know, I agree with everything in the show. And I think I said, but I just think there was one thing missing. Like the Trump card the Trump card for divorce and getting dogged out in the court and not getting your kids when you think you should get them. The Trump card is this. Make them work it out. Make the mother, the husband and wife work it out. Get rid of no fault divorce. At least go back to the way it was before no fault divorce, where you had to prove why you want a divorce. Like prove why you're going to hurt these kids. If kids are so important, y'all, why can't the wife prove 
why she wants to dissolve this marriage, not because, well, uh, uh, irreconcilable differences some silly stuff like that that don't mean anything. If we really love the kids, at least give her a no-fault divorce. That way, the, the husband has to prove why he wants a divorce, and the wife has to prove why she wants divorce. Because we all know divorce will never go away because we're broken. Everybody in their heart knows, I don't care if you've been divorced 10 times, you know in your heart that divorce is wrong, is not the way it was intended from the beginning with God, because Adam and Eve were married for over 100 and something years. We all know it, but we rationalize it and we get rid of it. So on the show, that's what I said. Why can't we just teach the parents how to communicate with each other as husband and wife, make them go through a class to learn how to communicate with each other, and then maybe they might build a friendship again. Then maybe they might have good conversations again. And maybe they just might fall in love again and want to keep their family together. But what do we do? We don't want to do nothing. We just want to give, we everybody just want to be a selfish self. The judges, they they don't, they, 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 they got too, they too busy. The lawyers, they're making big money. So why should they change? Why should they change? And, and this is what I, this is as a man how you fight, man. Fight these stupid laws, man. And the way you do that is you make your marriage work and you make your wife love you so much that she's shouting from the mountaintops how much she loves her man. Now, y'all might think that's not true and that can't happen. I promise you it happens. It happens. You just don't know because it doesn't happen to you. You can tell when a woman loves her man, and that's her thing. Man, y'all just got to understand these women, man, how they think, man. I got my man on my shoulder. He makes me feel secure. I love him. He loves me more than anything in the world. Oh, he's just so great to me. That's what women crave. I don't care if she's a hardcore feminist. You just got to break down her walls, man. Every woman's a hardcore feminist until they find that man that they want to be with. Right? Okay. So with that being said, we will be right back. Get live Catholic marriage help Tuesday through Thursday, 10 a.m. Eastern. Live streamed on YouTube, Rumble, Facebook, and CatholicAlpha.com. If you're getting value from this podcast and would like more personal marriage help, Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an opportunity to work with me personally for free. Yes, within 30 days, learn how to become a better husband that attracts your wife back to you. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com and get a plan tailored specific to your marriage and situation. I've helped hundreds of men in their marriages. Allow me the chance to help you using my personal and gained experience. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for superior coaching for your marriage. Again, SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com. That's SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com to become the man God created you to be and the husband your wife needs. Lastly, I always get the question, why don't you help women? And I always answer them, I do. So, for all of you beloved wives out there that want to reignite that feeling of emotional closeness and complete love from your hubby, consider... Marriage coaching and visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an improved marriage within 30 days. We are here again. Someone has to be the adult and lead in this situation. Somebody has to be the adult in the marriage. And guess who that is? Guess who the leader is? It's you. You the adult. You have to be the adult. You're about to be the leader, man. The man. Your wife is waiting on you to change because she ain't going to change. If you think your wife's going to change, you got another thing coming. If you think your kids going to change without you changing first, it ain't happening. God set it up this way. Why? Because God knows that if you don't challenge a man to do nothing, he's going to do exactly that. Nothing. <laughs> And so as we always do, we end with the quote from Pope Benedict XVI, which states, society offers you comfort, but you weren't made for comfort. You were made for greatness. Now go forth, Christian soldier. The spiritual fight is up on you fast. Pray and prepare for battle. 
thank you for listening in today. If what you heard helped you in any way and you would like more personal attention, visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for superior marriage coaching. And remember to join the Catholic Alpha Radical Live podcast as a caller or listener every Tuesday through Thursday, 10 a.m. Eastern. To join as a caller, dial area code 313-RADICAL. To join as a listener or view the live stream, visit the Catholic Alpha Radical Live Facebook page or visit CatholicAlpha.com for Catholic marriage help that actually works. Bang!